I have returned to the God of my prophet, the God like mine. I child even you, and I'm just had a shout from the angels in glory. child has come home I have returned to the God of my childhood Bethlehem's bed the prophet Messiah is Jesus to me Eternal deity, praise his name. I have returned, I have returned to the God of my father, creator. to me eternal deity praise his name I have returned I have returned to the God of my childhood Bethlehem's bed, the prophet Messiah, oh, is Jesus to me, eternal deity, praise his name, I have returned. Amen. Let us uh, get to our Bibles in the book of Joshua and in the book of Second Samuel 17. Joshua 24, 15. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the God, to serve the Lord, let me repeat it. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites. In whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, 
we will serve the Lord. Second Samuel chapter 17 verse 1 Sorry, not 17, 7. And it came to pass when king sat, when the king sat in the in his house, and the Lord had given him rest around about from all his enemies, that the king said unto Nathan the prophet, See how I dwell in the house of Seda. But the ark of the of God dwelleth within curtains. And Nathan said to the king, Go do all that is in thine heart, for the Lord is with thee. Awatu Kakabaka Boyatula Munyumba ye, Eramukama Ngamwade Okumula Eri Abalabebona, Abamu Abamwetorola, Aukabaka Nagamba Nasan Nabinti, Labano Nzentula Munyumba Eyemi Vule. And the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. Now, on Friday, I preached on this. I, pre, I preach on free moral agency. Uh, but it was uh, just a continuation of some, some sermon that I preached many, uh, some months back that we called the power of choice and decision. Yeah, but now this is uh, a portion on the free moral agency. So God made man in a way that is different from any other creature. You are made in the image of God. And for that reason, you are made to make decisions. And choices. Amen. Amina. And it is it matters the decisions and the choices you make. God cannot condition you. And he said, I want you to go to heaven. So I'm going to, I'm going to push you into a pipe. And take you to heaven. He will not. He gives you a choice. That you must make. On Friday I said, It is such a mystery. That is so powerful. Amen. Amina. It is such a powerful mystery. Do you know that Satan cannot enter into your soul? 
If you have not opened for him. And neither can God enter into your soul. If you have not opened for him. Praise God. So you have the, the, the key. To open for Satan or to open for God. You cannot go to hell if you have not chosen to go to hell. And you cannot go to heaven if you have not chosen to go to heaven. You may ask, do people choose to go to hell? Yes. Because here God has told you there are two ways. One goes to heaven and goes to hell. To hell. And then God asks you through the preacher have you chosen? Have you made a choice to accept the way to heaven? And that way is Jesus. You, you remain quiet. So what does that mean? It means you have rejected it. And if there are only two ways, when you reject the one that goes to heaven, and you cannot stay there, you must go. You know you must go. But you have chosen, you have refused to choose the way to heaven. Which is Jesus. The word of God. Accepting him to be Lord and Savior. That means automatically you have chosen the devil. And you have chosen the way to hell. So man takes his himself to hell. It's not God who takes him to hell. He's the one who chooses to go to hell. And he's the one who chooses to go to heaven. God only empowers your choice. Amen. So when man spends mercy, there is only one thing left. And that is judgment. God is loving, not willing that any should perish. But if you do any perishing, you do it yourself. You do it by free moral agency. You do it by, des by desire. God don't want you to. But you do it anyhow. You fight your way into it. God don't want anyone to go to hell. And to go to hell is not easy. Because God has put hedges and roadblocks that you don't go to hell. But man struggles to go to hell. God has given you the Bible. 
He has sent his son. Shed his blood for you. He has put another hedge. He has put preachers. To tell you please. Don't go to hell. And he has put uh, so many hedges. But man keeps jumping there. Even after he has jumped so many, their voices to tell him, please turn away from that way. Turn away. But he still refuses. He continues. Finds himself in hell. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, you, when I say that you open for the devil, all open for God, there is a lot again to say about that. Amen. Amina. But uh, let me take my time. Amen. Amina. Uh, I may not finish it today, but push it to another time. Now, this is uh, uh, one is the example that I've mentioned many times that was given by the prophet. He, he said of a certain artist in Europe. I don't know whether it was France or or Rome or German. But he painted uh, Revelation 321. Where Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. So he made a, uh, a house and a you know, you cannot, when you're painting, you cannot pay inside and outside. You paid one side, you paint one side, and it is uh, revealing what is inside. Or what is outside. So, he painted outside. Jesus is at the door. And the way Jesus is doing it, the picture is like he's knocking. You can see him knock. And he's listening. And he was holding a lantern. And like this. Now, there is no way you can paint a man inside you. At the same time. There's no way you can paint a man inside at the same time. So, uh, but now, outside, at the door, there was no latch that you turned to open. So, uh, it was a very beautiful painting. But before any painting can be approved to be put in the Hall of Fame, it has to go through a Hall of Critics. People, good artists have to look at it with a critical eye to find a 
a fault. So now it went through them, they were looking at it and making comments. And one of them said, this is a wonderful piece of art. When it's painted, the color selection, everything, it shows, it shows it's at night and man is closed himself inside and Jesus is knocking because knocking has to be at night. That's when people are inside and But he said, but now the problem with your with your with this art. The door has no latch. If Jesus is to enter in, where will he how will he enter? How will the door be open that has no large? So the artist stood to defend his, his work. He said, because the latch is inside. Yes, the, la, the latch is inside. Here you are seeing Jesus outside. But the sinner is inside. And that's where the latch is. Jesus Yesu. cannot open for himself. He can only knock. If he, were, if he, were, if, if he could open for himself, for himself. Why would he knock? I stand at the door and knock. He would just open. So man is designed in such a, by God in such a way that anything to enter his soul he has to open for it. But he has power to keep it out. No devil not even God can enter your soul if you have not opened for it. I have blown off the sound. So, isn't that wonderful illustration? Isn't that a big lesson? Praise God. That's how you are made. You are made different. You are made unique. Praise God. And then Brother Branham comes with a message that he calls from that time. And now that message from that time, he says, You are born. Nice, good, nice girl. Oh boy, nice. Nice, Yeah, good moral. But then you grow, you reach a certain level. And then maybe you join a certain group of people. And then uh, they start enticing you. And they say, let us go out for a moment. For a for a moment. Let us get a moment and go out. So you go out with them. And then as you reach there, they buy alcohol. And then they buy for you. You were taught from your family background 
It's wrong, it's wrong to drink. But now here it is. And you tell them, oh, no, I don't drink. And then they just look at you and they laugh. They can tease you, they can call you backward, they can call you you are not uh, in style. They can call you any kind of thing. And then wanting to prove that you are not what they think. So let me show them that I can also drink. Or you say, let me try and see how it tastes. And you drink that first. No. And then as you you break the teaching, it may be a teaching of your mother, maybe a teaching of your father. But that teaching is the word of God to protect you. Because however, Sinful amenities. They will teach their children to go the right way. Live alone now as believers. But even sinners, they teach their children not to do those things. They teach the, their girls to keep themselves chaste. They teach the boys not to drink. Not to tell lies. Not to steal. They teach them. Amen. Amina. So you say, when you do it the first time, you have broken the word. You have broken the hedge. The protection of the word. You have opened for the enemy. And then a demon enters. And from that time, you will be tormented and tortured. It will take you too far. And then let me give you an example. Maybe you are a woman. You were raised right, you are told. Not to, to keep yourself chaste. And now maybe you even you married like that, maybe. But now, but maybe you have neighbors who are wicked. Wicked women. So they come to you, you make friends with them. And, and then they, they start conversations and suggesting to you they are boasting about their boyfriends outside their marriage. And they show it's a great idea. They have new discoveries. Wonderful things. And like they say, they, 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 
They criticize it. Speaking to your husband or to your wife. The world has many ways they, they use to criticize it. They may call it zero grazing or zero. So as they tease you and criticize you and give an impression of how wonderful how wonderful it is and, and how they are they, they have a great experience you get tempted to try one time and maybe as you group you know there is there is something about the people you allow in your life if you make friends with people who are sinners, you are in danger. You are safe for keeping yourself in the company of God's children. It's very serious. It's very risky, dangerous, dangerous for a believer to team with unbeliever. And anyway, the Bible tells us not to do that. Tells us not to yoke ourselves with unbelievers. For we are not equal. And then he said, come out from among them. And I will receive you, says the Lord. Well, you can work with them. You can. But there is a, a, there is a, a friendship. There is a company. There is company. That goes to a degree that you should not. And then as you plan to go out with them, and then you go there, and then you say they, they meet their men, and as they pair themselves, there is another man there also maybe who, do not, who doesn't have to pair with. And he approaches you. Maybe you're shy for the first time to give, to give him a hand. But shy as a child, you give a hand. You know why? You, you, your heart is condemning you. But uh, you feel shy to withhold yourself from... Uh, Giving him a hand. Oh, he give him a hand and then, you know, whatever happens thereafter. You, you, all the, the devil brings all those words that you have always heard. That you always impressed you about that kind of a life. And you say, uh, let me just have it one, one time. Uh, it will not do me a little of harm. Maybe as then I will, I will know what to do. There. And now you are breaking the word of God. The word of God that has always protected you. And as you do that, you have 
opened for the devil. The demon enters your life. It enters your soul. And then from that time, you will jump from one man to another. You can wreck your marriage. And you can become a streety whore. But how did it start? It started with one, one compromise. From that time, a demon entered. Oh, I know how I became a smoke addict. Because I was one. And that is how it started. Praise God. That's how it started. If it were, had it not been the grace of God that intervened, when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I would be dead of cancer by now. Praise God. Will you remember the example of Brother Branham that he gave about Sister Nelly? This Nelly was a dancer. And now one time she's, I mean she met Christ. She accepted the gospel. She received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And she, she made an about unto that life. But the devil Never, never gives up on you. Even when you turn your back on him, he will keep pursuing you. Hoping one day he will get you and take you back. So one time Nelly, having been uh, accepted Christ, Christ, baptized, she's now a good girl. She's full of the joy of the Lord, the peace of the Lord. And one time she's walking through the streets. She finds where there is a disco going on. And then she stops. Because before she was such a great dancer. That represented either the whole district. And won trophies for the district. Among girls. Then there was another guy who, won, who used to win for boys. And now as she's smoking, she hears that disco going on. She remembers those times when she used to dance. Then that, uh, that desire comes, comes back. And then uh, the voice tells her, the voice of God, tells her, just walk away. Just, walk, just run away. Give it a deaf ear. Turn your back and move away. But she feels, ah, it's going to... I have a saying, that is it a hina that was given a hot a hot fat and when it got its mouth it started burning it then something told it 
Spit it out. But it is sweet. Should I spit sweetness? Then swallow it. But how can I swallow fire? Someone is caught in between. You feel it is sweet, you don't want to spill it. And when you're told, swallow it up, but the consequences. So, no the voice is, run away, leave. But it is sweet. Then go, then go to it. But I'm saved. That trouble may come back on me. Okay, but then, don't go to it, but just get just close. Close to the door. You will not go there to dance. But there is nothing wrong. That is how temptation comes. There's nothing wrong for you to get just a close just to see who, to see who are there and what they are doing and how they are dancing. So she tried to say, now there now that was the mistake of her life. That's what Eve did. To listen and to listen to the devil against what God told her not to do. She accepted reasoning with the devil. So Nelly went to close to the gate. But because now she compromised to stop and even move close, she did not stop at the gate. She just entered. And when she entered, she found us self-dancing with a man in her hands. They are twisting. She said, but now I'm in trouble. I've compromised my Christian values. I've grieved God now. She stopped it. Ran away. But she was feeling haunted. She was feeling terrible. She ran to her pastor. Honey, are you and the pastor? Brother Branham. Brother Branham was here and she, he had a car drive to the compound. Someone jumping out, knocking at the door. And she was shouting like hysteric. And he, brother Bill, brother Bill, brother Bill. I'm in trouble. He opened for her. He entered in. I'm in proud trouble. Brother Bill, pray for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
You know, I was going through that town and then this little, then the thought told me just stop a little while and then listen. And, and, uh, yes, I made a mistake to stop and listen. And then I found out I, by, by, by the time I came to myself, I was in the hands of a man dancing. I don't, I don't want to be a bad girl. I don't, I don't want to go back to that life. Pray for me. He told her, kneel down. She knelt down. And he prayed. He was a young pastor, but he knew the Bible very well. He said, Heavenly Father, I pray for my sister. Have mercy upon her. And you devil, you have no right in her life. Remember, she saying she didn't even mean it. Therefore, you have no right. She confess her wrong. A good believer when he's in trouble like that, he runs or she runs to her pastor. confess their trouble they confess their trouble and seek prayers. That is how they can be helped. But those who hide it and hide it is because the devil has completely defeated them. So as Brother Branham prayed for her, he said then he, he saw a big black bat come from her. And it had big wings and hairs hanging under the wings. And it came out. Brother Branham got scared. And he, and he shouted, Jesus! And the bat tried to, to go to the room where his brother and another boy were sleeping. It was, the impact was so strong, they felt it also. They also shouted. It went, it came back and, and through the window. <laughs> It left. And it left the house. It left the house with an echo. You say, Ooh. Brother Bram said, if it were not the grace of God, imagine where that demon was going to take that demon. But he told her, your mistake is that you stopped and listened. You shouldn't have stopped. Now, that is another example of how man opens for the devil. And then from that time, you'll be troubled. There are many people being troubled. The same person troubled with masturbation. I don't know what to do. I'm troubled with lying. 
I'm troubled with the last. I'm troubled with this and that. There is a time you open for it. You were not born troubled. But until you open for that trouble. But again. The prophet in that message from that time. He said that same person. There will be a time. You meet God. You if you're a child of God. One time you're going to meet God. And God will deliver you. And you say from that time. You can still remember time when you compromised and that trouble came into you. But also when you get delivered, you will never forget that time. Like I can't forget. It is always in my testimony. You have always had it. When Jesus delivered me from an addiction of smoking, at my age of 17, when I knelt down and gave my life to Christ, I came out, out and told my siblings, I have accepted Jesus as my Savior. And to know that I have accepted him as my Savior, to know that I'm saved, I will never smoke again. That confession hit the Devil with a big hammer in the head. And that was the end of him. And from that time, I have never been disturbed. 33 years now. That devil. Can never return. Praise God. He has lost the way. He doesn't know me anymore. He doesn't know how I look like. Praise God. But we are talking about your soul. Your free moral agency. So now we can see the devil cannot enter until you have opened for him. And even God will not enter until you have opened for him. That is how you are designed. That is how you are made. Amen. Amina. Now, what was it now? God called Abraham because he was a good man? No. God called Abraham by election. God elects people. And in the book of Ephesians, the first chapter and above verse, Paul states the word predestinated. Predestinated us. Predestinated us. 
to the adoption of sons. Now that doesn't mean that God just puts you in a little channel and runs you through and you can't help it. How you go because you know he has channeled you he he has. Has. you'd uh, would be no reward if it is God who has done it has got you placed you into a certain channel you can't help yourself Instead, just following him. And you find yourself in heaven. Then, why, why, why the reward for you? You are, you are not the one who have done it. You have done nothing over it. Then, why is he rewarding you? The reward is given to the victors. Overcome, it means you have overcome something. You have done something. You have it is not that God has just hold you and push you like this. And you find yourself finally in heaven. Then he says they overcome us. I congratulate you for overcoming. And even here are your rewards. No. No. Praise God. That's why I told you I, I liked uh, the, the, the assessment of Brother Balaga. The disciples come to Jesus. After he has cast a demon that they failed. And they say, Master, but how come we, we did and we failed? And he said, this kind of cases cannot just go away. It can only be defeated by the people who pray and fast. You've got something to do. Sure, I must fight if I would reign. Increase my courage, Lord. Praise God. You can be a lukewarm, dry, weakling, just because you have, you are just lazy. You've done nothing. You think God will just bring victory on a silver plate and hand it to you. That is the problem we are having in the message. And they say, if God God's will is that I get it. I will get it. If God's will is that I go to heaven, I will go to heaven. But the Bible says Abraham had to fight. And the children of Israel had to fight. For every inch of the ground. Yet 
God had given them that land. But if they were going to have it, they were going to fight for it. And Brother Bram said, every promise of God is like that. You go to fight for it. But God gives you the free moral agency to make your choice. But God will keep you his believer. And predestination is a hard word among a congregation of people because He said, really? It's a difficult word. It's a hard word. It's God who predestined they, they take it as if it is God who made decision yeah. for me. God decided for me. I go to heaven. Therefore, I must go. If he decided for me to go to hell, I can't help myself. I go to heaven. It disturbs them a lot. But I want you to understand it here. It's really for knowledge is a better word for knowledge is a better word and predestination looks back for knowledge and for knowledge looks on to destiny that God being infinite in the beginning knew the end from the beginning. Therefore, he knew what people would do. So he could foretell what would take place. For he knew what would be. Now, God does not wait to see an event take place for him to know it. For him to see it. For him to register it. No. He sees it before. It happens. This lady who has come here and given her life to Christ. God saw this event before he created the world. Before Adam was made. He saw this event. He saw it. He's able to put on binoculars that see 
ages to come and seize everything the way it will be. And then after he has seen it, he makes his plan. He prepares for that. So the Bible says that all people who live on earth in these last days will worship the beast apart from those whose names are in the Lamb's book of life slain from the foundation of the world. So the Lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. That means that their names went in that book at the foundation of the world. God saw them. He saw you. What you will do. When the truth is presented to you. He saw you. What you are going to choose. And then when he saw. That your choice will be to follow God. To love him. And to serve him. And to obey him. So. He made a preparation. For you. He saw that you'll be living in a very deceitful age. In a, an age full of temptations. So, if it's not his grace, your choice will be failed. Because of the so many temptations. So he prepared that your choice will not be defeated. And he slew the lamb. Jesus Christ before the foundation of the world and he took his blood to protect your name to atone for your name and he wrote it your name in the Lamb's book of life and it was sealed there he made preparation after seeing what you are going to choose that's why when we are leading people to Christ we don't do like some of our friends who say, say these words after me. Say, Lord, take my name from the book of destruction, from the book of death, and write it in the book of life. So they imagine God is busy up there. 
with two books here. The book of death. The book of life. When someone believes, God gets impressed. And he deletes the name here. And puts it there. That's not like our God. God knew the end from the beginning. And the book of life was written. And the Lamb of God was slain. For those names in the book of life from the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. Amina. Listen up. Therefore, let me begin here. Therefore, he knew what people would do. He could foretell what would take place. For he knew what would be. Therefore, before Esau or Jacob, either one was born, God could say, Esau, have I hated? And Jacob, Ate Yakobo. I have loved. The Bible says these two children when they were both of them in their mother's womb because they were twins. Before either was born, before either did good or bad, God looked at them he screened them. He scanned them. And he saw the younger and the elder. And then he saw them. He saw the elder would be born and according to the word, he will have the birthright. But he would be so reckless about it. That when he comes home hungry, and his brother tells him, sell to me the birthright so that I give you kalo. He will say, ah, have, give me food. But this young man here, the brother, he will be willing to sell or to separate or to part or to give anything to buy the birthright because it held the blessings that God promised Abraham. It held eternal life. So he has that revelation. That this birthright is more 
is more important than marriage. Nti. Omugaba gobuska. Is more important than children. It's more important than a good job. It's more important than fame. It's more important than all the wealth of the world. It's more important than education. Praise God. So when God saw God was able to see that when they were still in the mother's womb. And he said before they were born. This one I have loved. And this one I have loved. And before. And Paul says, before they were born, that no one did good or bad. But still God could say, I have loved that one. I have rejected that one. Why? He forward saw them. He saw them at a certain age. And he saw that incident taking place. And he saw their attitude. And he saw their reaction. And in that advance he said, I have loved this one. I have hated this So your conduct today is nothing but what you showed God before the foundation of the world. Now, it doesn't matter how wrong we have been. It doesn't matter what a sinner you have done. It doesn't matter how many mistakes you have done. It doesn't matter how many wrong choices you have done. But what matters is this morning. This morning. What is your attitude toward God? What is your attitude toward the word of God? What is your attitude toward eternal life? Don't look at yesterday. Don't look at last year. Don't look at 10 years. 20 years back. Look at today. Praise God. If today I'm a repentant child of God. And I love God. And my confession and my determination is that I'm going to serve God and to follow Him with all my life. No turning back. I'm Praise God. I made my mind. Now, he saw that. That's what he saw. And that's a sign of which book I belong to. If he was knew what would be. 
He never made Esau the way he was. God never made Esau to have that careless attitude. It's not God. Don't choose God. He wasn't willing that Esau would be that way. Listen. Your more free moral agency is more powerful than God is will. No kusingokwagala kwa katonda. Maybe you can think that is now too much. I'm just expounding what the word has said. God wasn't willing that Esau be like that. He does not will that any man should perish. But he cannot help when man has made his choice. Can you imagine free moral agency is that powerful? Amen. Amina. Let me repeat it. He wasn't willing that Esau would be that way. But Esau, by choice, God knew would take that way. So that's how he knows us today. He knows your heart. You might be able to fool your neighbor. You might be able to fool your pastor. But you will never be able to fool God. Because he knows your heart. Therefore, he by election, he chose Abraham. For he knew what Abraham would do. Did God choose us? Yes. Yeah. What did he depend on to choose us? He chose us when he foresaw what we are going to choose. So on Friday I said, who made the choice first? It is you it is not God. It's you who chose first. Before you were born. God came in 2011. And he put his camera there. And he saw your choice. So when he saw your choice, then he chose also. It is you to elect first. And then next is God. He foresaw you. He foresaw you choosing the Savior. Then he also erected you. Then he 
pressed you into the book of life. Before you came on this earth, he had already made an election. Hallelujah. Amen. You are just fulfilling what he foresaw then. There are certain people who hear the word of God. Whether he had, he had it in the midnight and he says I have accepted and I don't want the day before I am baptized. Take me now in water. It is near as if he's going to die in the next hour. And they take him and from that time. He has that thirst to know what what does God want. What does God stand? I do it. God foresaw your choice. And then he also chose you. Then if you are that way. It is, a, it is a sign that if I were chosen you. You remember when he called him out there? When he called him out there. Who Abraham? And he said. He would not keep the secret from him. Abraham. When he was going down to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he said, God said, For I know that Abraham will teach his children I know it. God himself say I know that Abraham will send his messenger his message on down from one to the other generation. Yes. I know Abraham he teaches children to fear me. Chimanyi. I know it. How did he know it? Before I saw it. Before I saw it. That this man. He cannot fail to train his children. To fear the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. To fear the Lord. Some of you. You wish your children to get degrees more than coming to church. More than being saved. You are so disturbed when your child fails exams. More than you are stressed. More than you are stressed seeing, seeing sin entering her, eating her up all him. Then God for a new you. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Because if you really have the revelation of eternal life, you will not only wish it for yourself, you even wish it to your children. Your child, if you get sick, you take him to the best hospital. If it comes to medication, you take him all what the best school, even though it is very far. You sacrifice our Lord so that you take him to quality to get that quality education. But you don't struggle the same way to bring him all over the church. Is that the seed of because you are a make-believer. You are pretending to be believing that eternal life is there. But you don't believe it at all. If you believe it, if you believe it, you wouldn't wish it to yourself. You would also wish it to your Your action shows what you believe in. God for knowing that. And knowing that Abraham would do it. Then he told Abraham in the beginning that he would serve him and serve his seed after him. The unconditional covenant he made with Abraham. Not because Abraham was good, but because God was good. Listen. This is great. God. He made an agreement with Abraham unconditionally. Do you know what that means? Before the unconditional covenant, God had a conditional covenant with man. If you obey the word, I will keep you from death. But if you break the word, you will perish. That is conditional. It's not a guarantee. It will depend. It will depend on how you, you treat this. And always man disappointed God. But now God sees the heart of Abraham that is a real believer. And he will keep even his children. He will, he will train them the way of the Lord. God now wants to rule out any chance of Abraham losing. Amen. So he said, let me make a unconditional covenant that no matter what happens, no matter how many times he will fail, because I've seen his heart, what he loves, what his commitment would be. So no matter what happens, if there is any accident that may happen, if there is 
and he fails all the same I will bless him I will give him life I'm giving him an unconditional covenant. That's what God saw before the foundation of the world. He saw what you would do. He saw what your choice would be. And he said, uh -huh. I see Gideon. Will love me. He will choose to serve me. Regardless. In the midst of denominations. Lies and things. And temptations. His choice. I can see his choosing. My word. Therefore, to rule out that there can be any snare that he may slip and fall. I'm writing his name in the book. And I'm protecting it with the blood of Jesus to be atoning for it. That no matter what will happen to him, I will still help him. I will give him grace. If he falls, I will raise him. Grace will be following him. And mercy all the days of his life. So children of God, you're protected. Now, kind Lord Jesus, our merciful Savior, it is indeed with a surrendered heart that we bow in your presence. And these people who are standing here at the altar tonight are those who that you have Brought up out of the dust of the earth. You put a spirit in them. A spirit of free moral agency. To make a choice to receive life. All to refuse life. It is in your hands to accept life or to reject it. Praise be to God. I don't know if the sister what is sister There is a new sister here. I think she knew this church through Brother Mulindwa. The week before I went to Mbalala. After the preaching in Ansangalim office. Uh, after the preaching, she came the, at the office. She's very, very new. Turn out my message. But, but just message. coming here and she feels this is a right church. The Christian spirit is here. She has gone to many churches and all. But she feels the right spirit of a Christian spirit. So she told me, God has spoken to me through your preaching. I got a job in Intinda. But it's uh, it is not well paying. Uh, I've been thinking of relocating to Intinda. But I 
But now seeing the distance. And I want my children. They are not believers. But I want them in the church where they can find the real thing. I've cancelled my plan of relocating to Tindin. I'd rather commute to, 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 to the place of work. But knowing that my family is here close to the church, where my children can come to church, than to relocate there, and my children misses the atmosphere where they can be influenced by the word of God. I felt I respect that. That's a sign. That's a good sign. You know, predestination is such is not such a strange mystery. It's not such a strange mystery. Surely what you are right now. Your behavior and your thinking towards God. It is what shows what your life was prepared to be. Now, man is on a basis of free moral agency. God could not take a man and say, Now I'm going to make you do this. I'm going to make you do this. I'm going to make you be a lost man. I'm going to make you be a saved man. That wouldn't be the nature of God. No. He's not willing that any should perish. But he wants all to repent. But being infinite as he is. He knew from the beginning who would perish and who would not perish. Because he knew what would be. Now he's not willing that it would be that way. He wants all to come back to him. But he knows who will and who won't. So therefore, he could by knowledge. He can make anything work right according to his plan. Is that very clear? Amen. So now, he never made it that way. This is another quote. But he put man on free moral agency. If you take this, you live. If you take that, you die. And every man that comes into the world is still set with the same thing. God 
God by his foreknowledge knew who would and who would not. And now remember he came to his own. Not the Gentiles. He came to his own. Because they were looking for a Messiah. He will only come to those who are looking for him. He will only save those who are wanting to be saved. He came to his own. So he comes to those who are looking for him. He comes to those who are wanting to be saved. Do you know why most abs don't have salvation? You ask yourself why are there When naturally there, there is no salvation in those countries. Yes, tell you. When Jesus is not there at all. They are only heathens. Yes, where Jesus is, where Jesus, where Jesus is known, there is there is heathen. Is yes. where they chop off people's head because just of, because of mentioning the name of Jesus. Once you even count their population, only a million. There is only one who is a Christian. And how did God hate them not to reveal them salvation? It is not God that hated them. It is them that made a culture. And they said, Jesus here, no. You shall not allow him here. It is a taboo. And they designed their own culture. When he hates salvation, he rejects Christianity. Do you know that can, you can design a family in the way that is savable? Do you know that? You can design your family. Your children and grandchildren and grandchildren. When they are savable, they can fall. But they have a certain training from their childhood. Tell them that life is in Jesus Christ. Even though they backslid, that seed, it will always be attracted to the gospel. Even when they pass where the gospel is meeting, even though they are from their prostitution, they always stop and listen. They will be touched. Because there is a, a seed that is inside. That Samaritan woman who says that I know that the, the, the Messiah will come. That kind of seed was inserted in her by brother, her mother. Brother, brother. That is why the prophet Brother Bram says, yeah, he started that seed on her laps. 
and told her my child so we are in this situation but but God promised the Savior one time Messiah will be born this one and if they want to save from their sin and if they want to deliver them and give them eternal life even though he is a very wicked woman as sinful as she is he has a thirst that cannot quench. But inside her, there is something My mother that once the Messiah be born, that that Messiah will me. He has the power to deliver me. So once she met Jesus, and he's Realize that he is a prophet. Why told her that he is the prophet? He told her the secret of her. And he said, This is a prophet. Once I have met the prophet of God, the prophet of God are always the one who knows. Ghana, I have found it in many verses in Nigeria. The evangelist does not preach and lead people to pray and people don't give him offering. They are that religious. Go to their churches. Look at the numbers there. Big churches. Look at the quality of buildings. They build, they build for God. The most powerful buildings in, the, in those town centers. Even in the message church. Go into their churches and see the buildings. The giving, the building, the support they give, something that is called of God. Come to Uganda. What's the problem? It means those groups, those nations, the, the way the, the Christian founders, there is a work they did teaching and training right from the Catholics to the message believer. There is a foundation they planted there. Let me not say Catholic. Leave Catholics out. At least take Anglican. Because paganism completely. You see? What about here? Busamize is promoted. It is here witchcraft is just being promoted. The people's hearts are on. Yeah. Here it is all kingdomship. Once you come and speak no, to the kingdom, they give you an offering. Once you speak badly about the kingdom, 
they attack you. They can even raise and bite you. They, their hearts are all towards culture. That's why you see Christianity. It has no power here. People hardly believe. It's very hard to make a convert in Uganda. To get a church of 50 people. You have labored a lot. So, you are saved as you choose and you want to be saved. He will only save those who are wanting to be saved. He will only heal those who are believing that they are going to be healed. The Bible says he went to the place where he was born. And nothing, no much miracles took place. But only laid a few he, his hands on a few. And he healed them. And he left. Why? They had Kamanyiro. They were wise acres. They had Kamanyiro. They were wise acres. We know him. He was born by Swanso. He used to fetch water there. He used to play there. And he's the one coming here now telling us what? So it means man the attitude you have towards God matters a lot. Whether you're going to be healed or not. Whether you're going to be saved or not. Whether you're going to have the Holy Ghost or not. The attitude, the reverence, the respect, the so if you want your children savable, you must know the, right, the kind of seed you should plant in them. No, these kids who just run in the church from there to here. They are almost bringing their balls here and preferring the church. So, this is a problem. And once a child is brought up in a fear, brought up that way, as if he has done something very wrong, this is the house of God. They don't pray in it. You have to have respect for God. And the child fearing God, that is the right seed. The child is being groomed, having respect for the ministers. Having respect for the ministers. Even though you don't have respect for Gideon, 
But the office he holds the minister. And that the child have fear. Whoever, whatever is called the minister. What the minister says. You can't. You have to fear what he has said. Because he servant of God. Tomorrow, tomorrow, if he's not the right and that child will find a right minister he get, his, he get the seed of the word of God. Brother Bremagam, says these children who were beaten by who were devoured by bears. bears. They learned that seed from their parents. They would hear their parents converse. Ah, this Elijah. We don't understand where he's taking his seed. And now this bold-headed farmer that has left his farming to follow in the desert, in the wilderness. It's terrible. It's a disgrace if that was my, my son. Living his work. And he's following. Huh? Following. As if he has nothing to do. Huh? Just an empty bald head. And the children are hearing. They are hearing. So one time. Elisha is coming back. From following Elijah. Elijah has left him. He is under stress. Because Elijah has left him. But remember, he has the double person now. And these children come following him. Bald head. Bald head. And he has anointing. Provoking. How can you provoke him? The Bible says he turned and cast them in the name of the Lord. And two sheep bears came from nowhere. And in a moment, all the children were dead. And Brother Bram said, It was because of their parents. Who never taught them to respect ministers? Hallelujah. Amen. Pray for me, sir, that I may stop preaching. Kubanga. I can preach until. Honestly, that's how I feel. 
That is how I feel. So let me try. You can't help being what you are. Even if you're a sinner, you are not responsible for being a sinner. You are responsible for remaining a sinner. You remaining, you are responsible. But being a sinner, you cannot be blamed. You were born that way. You inherited that nature. But remaining a sinner, you'll answer for that. You are responsible. No one will is it feeling? Is it feeling? If they tell you the soldiers have reached there, they are beating up every 